In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wild Ginger Running live broadcast and subsequent podcast. Um, so today I am going to be taking you through my packing for the Arc of Attrition 50, which is next weekend. I am kind of bricking it because training hasn't gone to plan and I just don't know if I'll be able to do it in the cutoff times. Now, I've just realised that I've got a new snazzy light that I have not switched on. Let me just go and switch that on. Where does it come down? Is it this? Yes, it's that one. Let me just plug that in. There we go. And why not just turn it on at the same time, hey? Right. Here we go. Good, light. We're light, we're light. Here we are. So, before I take you through this huge mountain of packing that I've got in this lovely transparent box here, I just want to let you know that the podcast and the live broadcast is now sponsored by NAC. So, I'm going to be using NAC products on my Arc of Attrition, and each time I do a podcast or a live broadcast, I tell you about a different NAC product. Um, this time I'm going to be talking about the Ultra Recovery, which is vanilla flavoured. Um, and I just literally made one up here in this bottle. Um, you just, um, I haven't shaken it yet so that I can just show you that you use about four or 500 mils of uh, any kind of milk. I've got them for some nice soy milk in here. Um, and then you just, they've got a scoop, which you, uh, which you just scoop out there and it fits into the top of the bottle and you just give it a tap and it goes right in. So I had my first one of these the other day because I, I did two runs um, in one go, like stupidly trying to cram some training in. And I thought, oh, this will be a good opportunity to, to get some recovery stuff in me because I don't usually use any kind of sports nutrition as a recovery product. But I thought, no, this is the time when I'm going to be needing this. And the reason I don't usually use recovery products is because it's always far too sweet and it's not that pleasant to to drink but these 
um, are not too sweet. Um, I don't know how they've done it, but it's kind of pleasant to drink with a vanilla-y flavour, but it's not too sweet. So I really, really appreciate that. I think what you could do also, what I'd like to do is like put, whiz up some banana with this, like whiz up some frozen cherries, get some oats involved, and you could make this a really nice breakfast smoothie. So um, I'm going to be sipping this throughout the broadcast um, and enjoying it immensely because I haven't had my lunch yet and I'm starving. So that is the sponsorship done. Oh yes, there's a 15% discount code which is in the film description below. I will write it in the film description below. Um, if you want it immediately during this broadcast, go to the last live broadcast. It will be in there, but I need to put it in there um, after I finish the broadcast. Uh, so go to knack.com to use that one. Um, oh no, I think it's actually uh, knack.uk.com. I'll put it in the film description and the podcast show notes so you'll know exactly where to go. Fantastic. Oh, we have a live chat here from Peter. He says, good luck during the ARC 50. Can't believe you're doing that at this time of year. I know, but people have just done the spine race. Like, that's crazy. We have a former patron that was doing the spine race, Pascal Matinee. Um, she unfortunately DNF'd again um, because of a knee issue. So that is commiserations to her. But massive congratulations to Jack Scott, who uh, beat Jasmine Paris's record on the course. Um, hopefully, uh, I've been in touch with Innovate to get an interview with him. So maybe in February we'll have an interview with him about that because um, because you know how I'm doing the series about uh, last place and proud of it we interviewed the guy who came last on the spine race Graham Bruder last um, uh, a couple of weeks ago and um, yes so Jack won and he smashed the record but he's got this great story and that he over he's overcome a gambling addiction so I think that is a good enough reason for us to speak to a winner of a race <laughs> don't you it's a really good inspiration for all um, so yeah let's uh, let's get him on board. Okay, so let's just move the knack stuff to the side. I'll be showing you a few more knack bits and bobs as we go through the broadcast because I'm taking it all with me. Um, I've written a big list. I like to just write stuff out. So I've written a big list of the Arc of Attrition kit list um, numbered one to about 26. So there's 26 items to go through here. The first one's really easy. It's just a GPX, GPS tracker which will be supplied by the organization. Tick, um, waterproof jacket with taped seams. So I'm using the saw um, running jacket here. Um, it's it's got a, um, just a quite a nice pocket in the back here, um, and it's big as well. It only weighs amazingly 240 grams, which is brilliant, but it's. Um, it's really large, it's a size large, and I always use a size larger jacket in these things because I then can put it on over the top of my backpack if needed. You know when it's like on and off weather and you just can't be bothered to take your pack off and on again. The other thing that I also do with jackets when I get too hot is sometimes if I'm wearing my backpack over the top, like to start with for example, I'll just take, take the arms off and have it sort of sandwiched between my backpack and my um, my back um, and it sort of just flaps around there and it just gives you a bit of the ventilation that you need You don't have to take the pack off and put it into the pack or anything like that You can just leave it there between your backpack and your back and just put the arms back on when you're ready Because your back is getting sweaty anyway because it's got a backpack there So that's just one of the two things that I do to sort of try and be efficient I'm gonna need all of those tips because I am really not sure that I'm gonna make the cutoffs for the arc We'll see you next Saturday Hope you'll be watching my dot. Right, so that is waterproof jacket, 240 grams saw jacket. Next item on the list is waterproof trousers. Now, 
saw don't make any waterproof trousers. So I'm using my Montaigne podium pants. You'll notice that I just put everything in these plastic bags. Um, transparent plastic bags are the way to go. I just put everything in loads of little ones and then you can just put them around the pack. Somebody did suggest on YouTube comments to, um, oh yeah, I said I was gonna go through YouTube comments, better get them up there. Um, somebody said in the YouTube comments that um, I'd be better off putting um, more things in bigger plastic bags. Now the problem with that, I find, is that then I can't fit them into this backpack which is the Salomon 12 set um, uh, advanced skin 12 set um, so it's a 12 litre backpack from Salomon um, because the pocket spaces are quite small so you kind of need everything to be small to fit in if you have like a massive wedge of clothing in this back section here it's not wide enough and it sort of like pops its way out so that's why I put everything in tiny bags um, let me just have a look at any of the comments on the Arc of Attrition video just to make sure I go through them all um, there we go yes we've got some from some people okay so these are the waterproof trousers really light podium pants from Montaigne I really like these they're just really super light do the job and you don't notice you're carrying them and you don't really notice you're wearing them because they're so stretchy I really like them and um, they weigh 100 grams so then we've got long tights or leg cover now i'm guessing that this is something you have to carry with you because it says um it's on the kit list um but if not then i'm happy to just not take these because if i was just running myself i don't know that i'd take these um for, it's long tights and slash leg colors cover so i've got these thermal um leggings that i can put on um just the I can put them on over my normal leggings and then put the waterproof trousers on top and that will make me loads warmer. Um, and if it's still cold like now, like actually frosty outside, zero sub-zero temperatures, I definitely would want to take them anyway. But extra leggings isn't something that I usually take even in winter on long runs. So um, I will be taking it obviously because it's mandatory kit, um, but I don't usually need them. But obviously it's for when you get injured perhaps or fall down a hole somewhere and uh, and need them then so got to take those next item on the list is a warm hat wow i put the warm hat that's the gloves oh i think i've been wearing the warm hat oh that's annoying i don't know where the warm hat has gone here it is so here we have um just a basic bog standard beanie from saw um and then it wants you to take a cap as well. I love a cap. I love a visor actually, most more likely. Um, so yeah, this is a peaked cap. Um, it's essential if you don't have a peak on the hooded bit of your waterproof, but mine does, but I like to take a cap anyway. Doesn't weigh much. Um, and then a buff. So definitely gonna be taking one of these wild ginger running buffs. You can get them in my shop. I don't know if I've got a little shop thing here to pop up. No, I don't think I've got it. I've got my patron though. I'll pop that up. <laughs> yep. Now I haven't got a little thing about my shop. It's basically wildgingerrunning.co.uk slash shop and you can buy one of these for a tenner. I'm about to send one to Christian Poulton. It is here in this little packet. So Christian, you'll be getting that shortly. Okay, so that is the hat and the gloves and the everything. Um, emergency survival bag. 
not blanket. So this is very important to have a bag rather than a blanket. The blanket, you've got to hold around you with both hands. Uh, it flaps, so all the heat is going to be disappearing basically. Um, and also doesn't leave your hands free to do useful things like eat food and um, drink things like drink hot drink and also call the emergency services. So I've got my bag in here. I've just taken it out of it. It comes, it's from Harrier and it just comes in a little sort of material bag, like a canvas bag with a drawstring. So it's just lighter to put it in this plastic bag, keeps it um, from unraveling in my pack. So there you can see it's just um, a, a bag rather than a blanket. They're super cheap to just get online. It's really handy just to take one of these on every run, to be honest, because you never know. You never know like what's gonna happen to you, but also it's about what might happen to someone else. You might find someone else that needs your help on the trail. So yeah, it's not just about you. So that's my survival bag. Next one is a, a two base layers, long sleeves. One can be worn. So that's why I think the long tights are extra tights, because it doesn't say you can just be wearing these. Um, so I've got a couple of base layers. The one that I'll be wearing is in the wash because I have just been wearing it lately on my on my runs. Um, but it's this red uh, long sleeve running top from Saw. Uh, it's got some reflective bits on it and it's long sleeved and it dries really quickly. It's very, very comfortable as well. So I'll be taking that with me. Um, I wouldn't usually take a spare long sleeve top, really. I would be taking maybe a spare windproof, like maybe I could use that, it is long sleeve. It does say base layer though. Um, yeah, so I'd usually wear one of these and then I'd probably take, um, I'm definitely taking this instead. This is my insulating layer from Berghaus. It's the Berghaus Hypertherm. Unfortunately, they don't make them anymore, but people like Om um, do make similar insulated jackets like Om, Rab. Um, so it's, it's insulated and it's really impossible to run and be cold. In this, I always have to take it off even if I start running in it. Um, so it's just a really lightweight insulating jacket. It weighs 200 grams. Um, and I always, I would, I would put this in over this long sleeved extra layer because it just stuff that's tight to the skin over the top of, you'd have to take everything off to put this on, whereas this could even go over my waterproof if I needed it to. So I'm just gonna take this as well um, as part of the mandatory kit, because obviously if it's on the mandatory kit list, you must take it. No arguing with the race organizer. It's there for a reason. So that's my long sleeve layer and this I will probably be starting off in it because it might be quite cold at 8.30 in the morning and we'll be hanging around at the Minac Theatre waiting to start but otherwise it will go in this uh, clear plastic bag um, and just slide into the main compartment of my pack so it's handy. Um, oh, Peter has looked at the forecast for me. That is really good of you, Peter. Thank you. So he says the forecast is looking pretty good. 10 degrees in sunshine, maybe some showers. Ah, oh, excellent. Do you know what, though? I don't know if I would just want it to be really cold because it's supposed to be really, really muddy on the course. So I'm thinking that the colder it is, the icier the footpaths will be and I won't sink into the mud, so I might actually be faster. Um, <laughs> but who knows? Who knows what the advantages are? Uh, the pros and cons. Um, then, number 10 is a whistle. Um, so I, I, there's always a whistle on packs these days, but I am suspicious about how good they are. 
because um, they're basically tiny and they make a tiny cheap noise as if you're a tiny chick or something. Who's going to hear that? Now I don't even know where this one is. Here it is. Like I've just dug into the side pocket on the top of the shoulder strap of this rucksack and I found this tiny, tiny, tiny whistle. I'll just give it a blow. I mean, eh, dogs might hear you. Um, but I have got another whistle, which is in my first aid kit. So I'll just give that one a blow and um, we can have a vote. I'm going to take both because, you know, safety first. Two whistles is always better than one. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds a bit louder, but it also sounds like you're the coach of a sports team. So it doesn't necessarily signify danger. Um, but either way, I'm taking two whistles. Uh, 11, mobile phone in a waterproof case. So I'm taking my huge iPhone thing. Um, it's, I don't have an actual waterproof case for it. I just thought I'd put it in one of my clear plastic bags um, and possibly not even get it out if it's really, really wet. The only problem with that is that I was planning to use OS mapping. So I was planning to use the OS map um, and, you know, find out where I, where I was. I've got, I've got the, um, oh, you can see my light there. Uh, that's Cornwall. <laughs> that's the coast. Um, so I was planning to sort of follow follow the diamonds there um, of the southwest coast path. Um, the great thing about OS mapping is that if you do have a signal, you can use the maps offline, but if you do have a signal, it will put where you are on the map. So it's like a sat nav for the outdoors. It's absolutely brilliant. Don't know what kind of signal I'm going to get there though. Um, so I'm just hoping that I can follow the signposts um, and also the GPX on my watch. So, uh, so yeah, and for that reason, because I've got OS mapping on my phone, I'm going to be taking this charger as well for my phone. It's got a tiny, I've got a tiny little um, phone charger cable there and this is the goal zero little pocket charger and that just gives my phone an extra boost. It charges it once so I've got like two phones with me. Um, so that's just extra to me. It weighs 85 grams that charger and cable so it's kind of a no-brainer. Then uh, this is something that people often get wrong on the ARC and every single year the organizers say they have to turn people away because they got it wrong. Um, so hopefully anybody watching this video and the other mandatory kit film that I did um, on the channel just the other week will know about the head torch situation. So it's, it's two head torches and a spare battery for each head torch. If you don't have a spare battery for the head torch, you can take a third head torch <laughs> or a fourth if you haven't got two spare batteries. So I've got a Petzl Now. Petzl are gonna be sponsoring the film. Um, so Petzl Now. Uh, reactive lighting, so should last a fair few hours on reactive lighting, who knows, because you never know what lighting it's going to provide for you, but it should last about uh, five, five or six hours, hopefully, something like that. I've got a spare battery for that, which is just, oh, well, it was in there, it's here. That's my spare battery for the Petzl. Uh, now, then I've got a Petzl Swift which is my backup torch, if anything happens to the now. Um, this does also have a spare battery capability. You can take the battery off the back there and that is, uh, you can get a spare battery for that. I don't actually have a spare battery for that, so I am taking another torch. Um, this is the Petzl Bindi. It's also doubling up as my nighttime GoPro 
light you up um, head torch. Um, it's 200 lumens, which is the minimum requirement of brightness for the ARC mandatory kit list. So with those three torches, I will pass the kit check. Um, you can also take a handheld torch as well. Um, and instead of the bindi, I could just take a spare battery for the Swift, but I don't have one. And I also need to take this anyway. So makes sense to have three for me. Um, or I could just take two bindies, couldn't I? Instead of the Swift, I could take two bindies. But you know, you wanna have, I, I wanna have like the opportunity for more than 200 lumens with these torches. Okay, those are the torches. Next one, ah, this is also interesting. Apparently every year people get this one wrong as well. You need a rear light. Oh my goodness, where is my rear light? It was on here. Oh, don't tell me it's fallen off on my last run. That would be very irritating. I did have a little clip on rear light. Oh no, I can't see it. So um, yeah, who knows where that's gone? Oh, that's really annoying. So I did have um, a little clip on light that I clipped on to my backpack and now it's disappeared. So that is a good learning point because if that had happened in the arc, I might have got DQ'd. So I need to get myself a new flashing rear light. The one on the back, on the back of the battery of the now doesn't count. So an extra, bat I'm looking for an extra light now, unless I can just find it around the house somewhere or maybe Finley's taken it, who knows. Um, <laughs> so then, ah, oh, that's another thing on the to-do list. I'll circle that one. Okay, the next one is liner gloves and water glove, waterproof gloves. We are on to number 14 now. So I've got, I like to use these little um, sort of, they're kind of fashion gloves, but they're sort of woolly and they do stay warm even when they're wet. They've got these little tips on them, so they, you can still use your phone, uh, sort of, with them. So I can still, still take some pictures and that kind of thing and use the touch screen of the phone. Um, then I've got some waterproof mitts coming from Salomon. Um, they're going to be the Bonatti mitts and they're a great combination of just a mitt glove and um, a glove and the, with a thumb hole and then a mitt of waterproofness that comes over the top. So I'm really looking forward to those because I can't find my waterproof gloves anywhere and all I can find is my windstopper gloves from Extremities which are also really good but not actually waterproof. So um, those will be being ditched for the slightly lighter actually Bonatti gloves, mitts from Salomon. Um, spare socks I might take, that's just a like a wild card there, I might take some spare socks. These I'm being sponsored by Cdas as well, so these are Cdas socks for the event. I've got their insoles as well because they just make shoes much more comfy for me and they make sure <clears throat> that my foot doesn't slip around in the shoe. These socks I really like because they have a silicon gripper area around just, uh, just after the heel, just before the arch of the foot. Um, just before the main arch of the foot, they've got this grippy silicon um, weave, which is super good for making sure your foot stays in place in the shoe and doesn't slip around and cause you blisters. So I really like these socks and I think I will take a spare pair with me. Um, because isn't it so nice, you know, like it, it seems really muddy and gritty on the ARC 50. So I think I really feel like maybe I should be taking some extra stocks with me. So I just put all those into the clear plastic bag to put at the bottom of my bag. Um, uh, these I'll probably be wearing at the start and on and off during the race, so they just go in a side pocket. Okay, the capacity for 1.5 litres of water. 
Now, I've had, I've done a bit of research, which namely involved going on the Facebook group for the Ark of Attrition. Make sure, if you're um, looking into the Ark, make sure you go on the Last Sportiva Facebook group. There is a random spam Facebook group set up for goodness knows what reason. Um, I think they try and charge people for um, for being part of the crew or finding out more information. Who knows? If they want to charge you for stuff about more stuff about the race rather than entering it, then definitely don't go there. Um, so go on the Last Sportiva Facebook group, and there's loads of really helpful people on there that told me that you pr basically throughout the whole race, you probably can get away with unless it's a really hot day carrying just one liter of water. So I'm going to be carrying those in two 500 ml flasks um, on my uh, front of my backpack. And, but the only section that you might need a bit more if it's a hot day is from Pendine to St. Ives um, because it's a bit longer and there's no chance for the Archangels, which are the kind of roaming support sort of network um, that can come and give you some more water if you're not supported by your own crew. So you've got to have an extra 500ml bottle. This weighs like 30 grams. It's no brainer to just stick that in just in case it's a super hot day. It's better to have the capacity to carry it and not carry it than than not. <laughs> okay, uh, emergency food. So whoa, we're coming on to the knack here. I'm gonna take this, these two bars as emergency food. They're 200 calories each. One is like a chocolatey peanutty one, the blue one, and the red one is a berries one. Oh, they're both delicious. I will look forward to breaking into this emergency food if I have to. Um, uh, a rucksack. So the rucksack is bizarrely on the mandatory kit list. I don't know how quite they thought you'd be carrying your stuff if you weren't taking a rucksack. Um, maybe running around with one of these plastic boxes perhaps. But um, yes, uh, I'm taking the Salomon Advanced Skin uh, 12 set as as I said earlier. I just find this is a really good fit. Um, I think I used a small, I, de I genuinely use, I gen generally use the small ones. No, no, this is a medium. Salomon make small things, obviously. This is a medium size. It's 36 inch to 38 inch, which is 91 to 96 centimeters. Uh, when it's fully packed, I do still have the chest um, drawstrings closed quite tightly. So it is kind of a, a big fit. I'd probably go with a small, maybe, who knows. But um, the thing I like about this pack is that it's very stretchy and there's a trillion pockets. You can put the water up front, you can put a million snacks up front, round the sides. Um, the, the back also features this really cool pocket just at the top. It just goes down that far and you can, it's the, the, like as far as like a, a hand, a hand width, like a hand length far, um, and you can shove your waterproof jacket in there while you're running um, by putting your hand behind your head. So that is a really good design. Um, I actually did chop part of this out because it had um, it had a, a separate sort of bit for your hydration um, bladder. I never use the hydration bladder, so I just cut that extra bit of flap of fabric out. Um, and then I realized that that means that all the stuff in the main compartment can go down the sides as well. Look, I'm putting my hand in through the top and it's going out through the sides, um, which doesn't really matter, I don't think. Maybe I'll just sew this bit here, <laughs> sew this bit down here. Um, but that was the reason for the extra bit of fabric there, presumably. But I just found that it was making things too narrow and I couldn't get things in. And I just want one compartment in here. I don't want two because when you're trying to get stuff out or put stuff back in again, it's just really annoying. So so um, yeah, I just want one compartment there, so I cut it. 
Number 18 is a foldable reusable silicon or rubber drinks cup. Now I went did the Lakeland 50 earlier this year um, so if you've ever done the Lakeland 50 you'll know that they have this massive cup war basically going on where they they require you to take a rigid cup uh, like this plastic one that I'm holding here. This is from um, just after uni I worked at a company called Eden Brown in Manchester and this is a cup from their like marketing merchandise so I've had it ever since so it's lasted a really really long time. I went to uni, I left uni in 2005 so um, it's nearly 20 years old, is that right? Yeah nearly 20 years old this cup um, and it has seen many a hiking trip and a camping trip and it's uh, done me really well. I put also some gaffer tape around it because um, that's sometimes useful for repairing poles and, and things like that. Um, the, and the reason that the Lakeland 50 say to take a uh, non-collapsible cup is just for kind of health and safety reasons with Marshalls pouring hot tea into those bendy silicon ones that they can sort of flobber around and spill the hot water everywhere so it's just easier to have a hard cup. Some people said you could take like a collapsible one as well that's not an option on the Lakeland 50 um, but you can take one on here and they're those ones that they, they come in like a uh, uh, either silicon or you can get plastic ones as well but they sort of concertina down into a squish um, so that might be an idea if you haven't already got yours sorted. Uh, 19 route guide showing checkpoints cutoffs and safety info that is supplied so we'll gloss over that one. I've also done my own um, based on the splits for uh, the lady that I interviewed Lizzie Hughes um, I interviewed her because she came last in the ARC 50 in 2023. Um, so I've written out all her splits from um, the results page. Um, basically, I'm going to be trying to stick to these because I genuinely think that I am going to be the last place this year. Um, and I will be very proud of it. And I will interview myself about it. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping to get to St. Ives, which is the first checkpoint. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. In, in eight hours or before, um, which at which point, which point it will be dark, it will be half four. Um, and then I'm hoping to get to the finish just before midnight, which will be a further seven and a half miles. So it's 28 miles. So did I say a further 7.5 mile, 7.5 hours, I think. that I, I don't know what I said there. Anyway, um, it will get dark at St. Ives. Um, that's 28 miles to St. Ives and then it's 22 miles presumably to the finish uh, if I don't go the wrong direction which could be a thing who knows 
Um, so I've printed out those splits and that is my route guide for myself. 20, advisory items, uh, explore a map. Um, oh, that's over here too. Um, I've only got this one, um, but I've got it on my phone. So that's what I'm gonna use. Uh, this is for crew really as well, to have a big map fold out and you can get all the roads where you're gonna meet your, your runner. Um, also Colin Bathe on the Facebook group said, don't follow the green uh, um, diamonds, um, which signify uh, the national trail. They're out of date. Um, so, so yeah, use the GPX. Uh, so my job after doing this broadcast is to download the GPX onto my watch because don't leave it to the last minute, stuff might go wrong. Um, 21 GPS watch with loaded with the latest GPX of the route. Just talking about that, don't leave it to the last minute. This is the Garmin 245 music. I don't ever put music on it. <laughs> I use my phone for the music. I don't think I will be taking my headphones or using any kind of music or podcast or calling people on the Arc of Attrition. I just think I need to concentrate and I need to um, not use up battery life on my phone in case of emergency. Um, 22 was my GP, my gradient profile and plan for the race. I've just shown you that. I can't find a gradient profile for the Arc of Attrition. There was, um, for the Lakeland 50, there was a really nice gradient profile. So that's a, a sideways view looking at all the hills on the route and you can match, um, you can put on where the checkpoints are, where the high points are, and you can estimate your timings that you should be hitting to get between those things. So I haven't um, done one for the Arc. I might just stick to Lizzie's timings, which I just showed you on this. And just because it's so hilly up, down, up, down, up, down, it's not like there's going to be a significant mountain to get to the top of and come down on. Um, so I think I might just keep to Lizzie's splits here. Um, you can find them online on the results page. Number 23, my GoPro, selfie stick and spare batteries. So I obviously am filming this for my YouTube channel. Um, so I use a GoPro, this is a Hero 8, and it's got a uh, foamy bit around it which reduces the wind noise, so I can uh, talk to the camera without using microphones. Um, and when it gets dark, it is going to be dark from about 4 until about midnight, so that's what? 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12... 8 hours. <laughs> I'm not good at counting at the moment. <laughs> Eight hours of darkness to film in. So it's gonna be pretty boring if, if you can't see me. So I've got a little light, the little petzl bindi here, and I've been out on a night run, I've tested that and it works. So gonna have some great footage of me running in the dark, excellent. Um, uh, this weighs 350 grams without the bindi, with the bindi probably weighs an extra 70, maybe 50, 70 grams, something like that. Um, so that's a whole workout in itself for the arms. Then um, poles, yes, number 24 is poles. These are not on the mandatory kit list. We're going out of mandatory kit list area now. We're just going to my kit list. I'm gonna be using the silver um, tr uh, trail running poles. They're carbon fiber um, and they've got um, a really good design that I like here. It's kind of like the lucky poles, you know, with their um, the shark grip. Oh, can kind of get these apart. So they've got, let's put that down there. They've got this really good, this is, this is the left hand one here. So you just put your hand through the little glove um, that is attached to the stick. It's not just a loop that you put your hand through. It's an actual glove with some Velcro on. Um, you wind it around your hand, um, stick the Velcro down, um, and then you are attached to the pole. Um, and you can, just above your thumb on the handle of the pole, there is a button that you can press 
um, and that takes your gloved hand away from the pole. So when you want to eat some food or uh, stow your poles away for any reason, you just unclip yourself like that. Um, and then I can't put, put myself in, I haven't found out a way of putting myself back into the pole one-handed. It does take two hands just to pop you back in there. Other people might not have that problem, but it is a two-handed job to get yourself back into that pole. Okay. Oh, Christian's on the live chat. He says he'll be proudly wearing the buff on the 27th. Fantastic, Christian. Yes, it's a great colour that you've ordered, the blue there. That will go with the jacket that you're wearing in your photo on your YouTube avatar as well. So um, thank you very much for buying the buff, Christian. And if anybody else wants one, we have them in orange and pink as well. Let me just get them. There we go. Orange and pink. Imagine a blue one as well, but I've just sent it to Christian and I need to get some more out of the loft. <laughs> okay, next thing. We've got spare socks. I told you about those already. First aid kit. Now, oh, spare batteries for the GoPro as well and spare SD cards because, you know, oh, you just don't want a dead GoPro. I used to take a spare actual another GoPro as well, but for this race, I'm just like, I'll just use my phone and have a bit of a shorter film if it goes wrong. Um, uh, yeah, so that's the GoPro batteries. So quite a bit of extra weight that I'm carrying for filming it. It's kind of like 450 grams maybe all told. If I take all five spare batteries, kind of found that it's like one battery per 10 miles. So five batteries for a 50 mile race, yay. Um, first aid kit. Uh, they didn't say to take one of these in the magic kit. I don't really know why, because I think that is would be the first thing that I'd put on there. It's just got some blasters in there, some alcohol wipes. Um, trench, I'm going to be using this beforehand as well, it's a waterproof barrier cream for not getting trench foot <laughs> on the race and just making sure your feet are kind of a bit lubed and kind of sliding around rather than, not sliding around, but you know, um, not rubbing against uh, it themselves and the sock. Um, there's a little bandage in there, uh, there's some normal plasters, there's also some K-tape as well, so I've got some padded dressings and I'll just be um, putting some pre-cut tape K-tape around those, that's kinesiology tape. Um, so that's my first aid kit. Sunglasses, I am planning to take sunglasses down with me. What do I do with those? I've got these Sun God ones, which Tom Evans, who won the um, UTS 50 and um, that came third in the UTMB a few years ago. Um, he designed these, uh, they're really good sunglasses. I uh, don't know if I'll be using them, but take them down anyway, because you never know. My eyes are quite sensitive, I tend to get like migraines and stuff, so I usually take sunglasses if it's at all sunny at all. Um, um, food, the last thing is food. Um, uh, and. I'll just go through the food and then I'll go through all the things that people have suggested on the YouTube. Um, food, food, food. All of it's gonna be knack, knack, snacks. So we've got a few more of the bars that I'm keeping for emergency food. So a few of those. Um, then we've got these nice waffles. 
chocolate flavor and salted caramel flavor. Absolutely delicious on a run, really like those. They're really light as well, so I might put in a couple more. Um, I'm really not sure how much food to take. Um, and then we've got these energy purees. This is sweet potato and butternut squash flavor. Actually a lot nicer than it sounds. Kind of like baby food in a pouch, but it's savory. It's like a soup, like a cold soup. I actually really like that. Um, and then we've got uh, an energy puree, which is apple flavor. Now this, the one that I tasted tastes exactly the same as the butternut squash one. So I don't know if it was just packaged wrongly, but I'll try another one and see if it actually tastes of apples this time. It's supposed to be apple and maple syrup, but it did just taste exactly the same as the other one. So um, I will try this again. Um, and then extra food. So I'm gonna be taking uh, a tuna sandwich uh, on white bread and a cheese sandwich as well, like probably with some kind of tomato-y, cucumber-y essence to it. Um, and also be taking a couple of packets of crisps as well, just because I won't get to the St. Ives checkpoint where there's actual food until half four. So I kind of think I need to take some savory food with me, um, even though these knack pouches are quite savory. Um, so, the other things I need to do is I might take some currants with me as well. So these are, they sponsored me um, a bit last year, but I'm, I've still got like a huge box of them, which I'm not telling them about. So they don't realize and take it back from me. I'm just getting away, working my way through these. Um, this, it's a New Zealand blackcurrant extract that I just take because I'm getting old and my joints hurt. So I'm gonna take uh, two of these during the race, two of them before the race and two of them after race as well. So hopefully that will make me not achy and reduce the onset of doms as well so I, I do take these they are very expensive but i do recommend them because they're really useful i find um kim collison uses them as well um and also christian morgan uses them who just did the um record on the appalachian trail as well um oh cool there's some there's some more chats if you've got any questions by the way just shout out on the live broadcast um if you've got any questions about race gear or like recommendations i am going to answer one from cat in a minute but i'll just um read out some things here from patrons. Peter says he might have to get him one of the orange buffs. Um, the real buffs are so good. Uh, he's been using his patron one loads in last week. Yes, so if you're a patron um, of a certain amount per month and above, for loyalty after three months, you get one of these. Um, these are a, a buff. Uh, an actual Buff Buff, so from Actual Buff I collaborated with Buff and Om because they're owned by the same parent company which is called ARC, funnily, but with a K, not with a C like the ARC of attrition. Um, and we just stuck all of our logos on there and it's a really, really good buff. Now I only have, I only actually have like three or four, four of them left. Um, oh, I do have another blue one. Um, I only have four of these Buff, actual Buff Buffs left, um, but I am selling the imposter buffs on my website as well, wildginger.co.uk slash shop, only a tenner, whereas actual buffs are like twice the price <laughs> because they're brilliant. And there's a reason for that. Um, today she says, good luck on the run. He'll catch up when he's back in the office when he gets his headphones. Maeve, hi Maeve, haven't seen you for ages. How are you and how are your girls? <laughs> um, best of luck in the race, Claire, thank you so much. Johnny Doyle says, what, no Mars bars? No, I, d I just don't know if I like chocolate during a bit. I'm a massive chocolate fiend, absolute chocolate fiend. But in a race, it's kind of like the last thing that I think of to like eat or pack. I don't know why. It's really weird. Chocolates for, for normal, normal living, civilian life. Um, so I'm just going to um, go through a few of the really helpful comments now that were put on YouTube um, about the race. Um, 
if I can find my mouse. So Arlene very helpfully said that if it gets really cold, then I could really do with some hand warmers. Um, a couple of people actually suggested that on the YouTube channel. Um, so I have got hand warmers now on my list of things to pack. Um, and I think that's a fantastic plan. Um, she has said to pack, uh, a lot of people have said to pack the, um, the, the, the non-reusable, like the throwaway hand warmers, but because I'm in the green runners now, I might have to pack my reusable hand warmers, which will be a lot heavier, <laughs> but I just feel like, oh no. Um, uh, and, oh yes, uh, Martin Weston has just come on and said the OS, read the OS maps, they are out of date because the coast path is always changing, the GPX is very good, he just used that on his watch. As a general rule, if the path gives you multiple options to stay close to the sea, but not too close, do you go down a cliff and fall into it? Um, I'm guessing, yes, so yeah, that is what um, uh, Colin Bathe said to me, he said that the OS maps are out of date and, you know, who can keep up with that constantly ch changing coastline. So yes, I will be following the GPX as well. Um, so thank you for that, Martin. And see you there, hopefully. Um, uh, let's see some more tips. Um, so someone has said, run with an extra buff wrapped around your wrist, which helps for a little bit of warmth for the hand. It's also something to wipe a nose on as well. So that's from at hermetically sealed. Thanks for that comment. Um, the other thing about that is you can put your buff round, um, where's a buff? Let me get, let me get my buff. I'll show you. You can, ow, <laughs> bloody hell. Ah, not going to be in any fit shape to do the arc at this rate. I just banged myself on the, the box that I put everything in. So, um. Starting with the buff between your finger, uh, thumb and other fingers and make a uh, twizzle it round for a cross shape and then put the rest over your wrist um, like that. And then this can actually hold your gloves as a little pocket. I learned this from an Ellis Brigham trip to uh, Glenmore Lodge. So you can put your gloves in there um, and use it as a pocket as you run along. If it's tight enough. I don't accept any responsibility for things falling out of the pocket. Um, so uh, then the next one is uh, hand warmers. Someone says, hand, Alan says hand warmers as well. Um, and um, Joanna says um, she would take a bit more food because the section from Zena to St. Ives will drain a lot of energy. Um, so I, and I need to be on top of my nutrition for the whole race, especially that stretch. And she's speaking from experience. So thank you, Joanna. Yeah, I've upped that to two sandwiches and two packets of crisps, plus all the next stuff in there. And then I'm just planned to basically pilfer the checkpoint at St. Ives and put it all in a bag and eat it as I go, hopefully. Um, and Chris says um, they'll also be giving us some free precision hydration fuel fuel and gels at registration, including the 90 gram gel pouch. Um, so he says, I'm not sure if you've wrecked the Pendine to St. Ives section. No, <laughs> Cornwall's five hours away. Um, but his tip would be to keep the 90 gram gel pouch for that section because it's the toughest one. See you on the start line. I hope you come and say hi, Chris. Thank you so much for that tip. And yes, I will definitely make sure that I have enough food saved from that section from Pendine to St. Ives um, and Zena to St. Ives as well. I, I'm not sure which one. Oh, so Pendine, it goes Pendine, Zena, St. Ives. It goes Start, Land's End, Senan, Cape Corn, Pendine, Zena, St. Ives, Checkpoint, Dark. In the Dark, Hale, Goodevery, Portreath, and then the finish at Porthtown, um, at the Eco Park there. Okie dokie. Um, other people just saying good luck. Uh, um, 
Peter is saying, with the winter runs, what happens if it goes below zero with the water bottles? Don't the nozzles and maybe even the water in the bottles freeze? Um, now, in the UK, uh, well, not in Scotland, in England, down south, that is quite rare. Uh, Cornwall tends to, Cornwall is, is the least snowy, least cold place in the UK. So I'm hoping that that's not going to be the case. Yes, it does happen up in the mountains, like in the north, in the, in Scotland, um, Wales. Um, but I'm hoping that for a coastal run um, in Cornwall, that that won't be a problem. If if it is, uh, I'd, I would do the thing where I put my waterproof jacket on over the backpack so it will cover the entire of my backpack and that will keep them warmer with the heat of my body so that is my plan. You can also get um, various pouches to put bottles in um, with reflective silver on the inside so that they retain the heat. Um, you can get insulated bottles as well um, and you can also get um, an insulated, if you've got tubes, you can get an insulating foam bit to put around the tube. The nozzle, I'm not sure. I think the when the advice I used to give when I was working on trail the hill walking magazine was to um, if you've got like a pipe um, and, uh, and a nozzle um, or no pipe actually you blow the don't let any water stay in the nozzle blow it back into the bottle or into the tube or in all the way down the tube back into the bottle blow it back down so then it hopefully won't freeze because it'll be part of a larger water mass so that would be that would be what I would do there um Somebody said, how do I manage my electrolytes? Uh, New Fire SK says, um, how do I manage my electrolytes? Uh, I basically wrote a reply saying, I just don't, like I don't sweat that much. Um, and I don't very much pay attention to like the micromanagement of my nutrition. I'm, I'm really bad for that. And that is probably why I'm a back of the pack runner. Um, I don't pay any attention to that kind of thing. Food is like the last thing that I think of when I'm very on a run, which is weird because I love food. Um, so yeah, electrolytes, um, it, I've just, there was uh, Dr. Howard Hurst, who's been writing some stuff for my ultra running book. He said that you don't need to worry about piling in the salt when you're doing these ultra runs, because if you're eating some normal food as well you know like a cheese sandwich a tuna sandwich crisps then you'll be getting enough salt from that as well um so I'm not an excessively sweaty person so it doesn't seem doesn't tend to bother me I've literally never had a cramp in my life apart from once scuba diving and um so yeah I don't manage my electrolytes sorry <laughs> there's lots of good information on the precision hydration website though if you they sponsor the race so definitely have a look on there um, uh, Stuart Norman says, consider putting your nutrition in your side pockets of your vest in a small plastic Ziploc sandwich bag. So then you can just pull out the bag and identify what you need rather than digging your hands around into the vest and fishing out all the various items, which can be a real lucky dip. So that is a good idea. I just don't know if it will fit. Um, uh, yeah, so that is a good idea. Like um, maybe I could put the bar, all the bars in one bag and all the pouches in one bag. Um, so yeah, I, I like that idea. Thank you very much, Stuart, for that. Um, so Pepe Sylvia says, interested in testing saw gear after watching the videos. Is there a working promo code we, sh we can use? I'm really sorry it was picked up by aggregators. So they banned the code. It was a really nice code. It was 15% off saw. Um, so no, sorry, there is no code, but they do do a month long trial period where if you find that the item that you've purchased at great expense from Saw isn't working for you, then you can take it back and buy something else. So it's kind of um, uh, quite a good uh, investment. It's kind of, that's a good reason to make the investment there because you can get something that you genuinely really like. 
Um, uh, oh, Peter says, a while ago I did a video on the different ways to use your buff. It show, I showed my daughter the pirate and she loves it. Yes, I did do a video about how to use a buff. Um, and that was part of the deal of getting all those buffs for free for, for my patrons. Um, uh, great idea from Matt, Matt H um, on the YouTube. We, he says, use a salmon pulse belt for your poles. Um, and he hopes to see me at the Minac. I hope to see you too, Matt. So yes, this is uh, a belt. Someone else has suggested using a belt as well for food. I think it was Jammin. So just have a look. Yes, Jammin. Ever thought about putting food in a belt in the pack? It spreads the weight out in the pack. Um, my pack weight all told was 3.4 kilograms, which I thought was quite good. That is minus the sandwich though. So it might be up to four before I start eating things. So yeah, using a belt can be a great way to carry poles. Um, it's easy to put them on a belt and then just swing them around to the back again, um, rather than trying to put them on the individual shoulder straps or some backpacks only have the option to sort of put them sideways across the pack or behind you. And it can be just difficult to put them in. Quiver can be a quite nice way to put poles, but not all packs um, are designed to take a quiver. Um, if you've got that salmon custom quiver then you would have to sew your own bits on to clip it on which isn't a problem for a lot of people um but yeah uh, I've not tried running in a belt with poles attached like that before and usually if I'm doing a 50 mile race with poles I just tend to use the poles the whole time um so I think I'm going to risk not using the belt I haven't run enough with the belt to sort of make that a good idea for me at this late stage but it is a really good idea and it is something that a lot of people are doing um and something to bear in mind if you want easy access to your food and poles um, if I'm looking for, this is Lisa Green, she says, if you're looking for waterproof gloves, seal skins are good. Yes, they are. I did have a pair of bright yellow seal skin waterproof gloves, but they have disappeared. <laughs> I don't know what's gone on with all my gear, um, but I am getting those Bonatti ones from Salomon, so I, I, fingers crossed they come in time. Um, they have been ordered. Um, uh, Michael Rooney says, thanks for the video. You should be able to swap the battery out on the Swift RL. Yes, I didn't realize in my mandatory packing film that I put up last week on the Arc of Attrition 50 um, that I didn't realize that the Swift RL had a, a battery that you could swap in and out. So sorry about that. And um, I now realize, but I don't have a spare battery. Um, uh, okay. Antifreeze says, if you need someone to meet you en route with a second supply of food, let me know. I live in the area. Um, so hopefully I'll see them um, on the route. Thank you so much, Antifreeze. Um, and someone said yes to the polls, but would not be enough food for me. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, and there was, there was some other questions as well that I haven't seen yet. Um, let me just click onto those and then I'll just answer a question from Kat about her race kit. She wants to know about bivvies. Um, okay. Oh, I haven't replied to all of those. Okay. It's just John saying good luck. Thank you, John, for the good luck. Fantastic. Okie dokie. Right. So if anyone has a live question for me about race kit, like gear ideas for mandatory kit, mandatory kit, then just let me know. Otherwise, I'm just going to answer this question from Kat who wants to... Um, options for a bivvy. Um, she needs to take a bivvy bag out on her adventures, so she wants um, ideas. Um, Hannah Basley 
um, suggested a really good shout, which I was going to say, a really good budget option if you need a bivvy for your like longer and more remote uh, trail running and hiking trips, um, is the Alpkit Hunker. Um, it's a waterproof big bivvy bag. It basically looks like a sleeping bag, but it's uh, just a, a water. It's basically a waterproof jacket for your sleeping bag. So it's the same shape as a sleeping bag. They do three different colours: green and red and blue. I think red is a good idea to stand out in the environment. Green, um, if you're like a nature lover and you're trying to take wildlife photos, great, but you want to stand out otherwise um, as, a, as a person in the outdoors. Um, it's £56, which is absolutely brilliant um, for a waterproof baby bag. If you want to push the boat out, however, there, um, there's the Rab, um, this is the Ridge Raider. Um, and this is what I had when I worked on trail. I slept in one of these on the side of Great Gable, I think it was one time. Um, so that's the Ridge Ra Razor Vivi Horizon. Um, and oh, it's it's lots more, it's 420 pounds. So this is really like, <laughs> it's a really high tech piece of kit. It weighs just under 900 grams, which is a really, really light weight, like considering that, you know, it's basically a tiny, tiny tent. It looks like a tiny coffin, which is a horrible way to think about it, um, but that is what it looks like. It's bright orange um, and it's larger than a traditional bivvy, so you don't get that kind of claustrophobic feel of like the fabric right next to your face, like you're in a body bag, um, but it's it's much smaller than a single person tent. So it's great for like when you're going like cat, um, on a, a long trip or you need to sleep somewhere remotely. Um, I wouldn't recommend it for like doing stuff like the spine or anything like that. Not that I am ever going to do the spine, but I'd take something small and lightweight like the um, Alpkit Hunker for that kind of thing. But this is, you know, like if you know that you're going to bivvy out for like several days at a time, it's worth investing in something like this because it's got um, height to it. It's got um, a little one little pole that you put over um, and it's got a zip door and you've got this pole so that it just lifts the fabric away from your face. So that is there's two extremes really <laughs> there's a tiny tiny tent and there's just a body bag basically so I think Kat for your um your trip maybe the um the suggestion from Hannah of the outkit hunker would be the best option for you um cool um if there's no more questions I've been rambling away I can't believe this I've been rambling away for 53 minutes now so I need to now pack all my stuff back up um, into this nice nice transparent box and then just fingers crossed please follow my dot um and please set, watch the mandatory kit list and give me any more opinions, any more little last minute comments. Um, put last minute comments on here as well. Um, and just wish me all the best for the race. I will be filming it. And so uh, you'll know by the end of the day whether I've made it or not. <laughs> or, or if you're not watching my dot and you don't keep up to date with my social media, you can just wait till the film comes out. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, final just housekeeping things. Um, the podcast is sponsored by NAC and I will be putting the 15% discount for NAC products into the film description and the podcast notes um, at the end of this broadcast um, and I have been trying oh I said I'd be sipping away at this throughout the broadcast but I actually forgot um, this is the recovery um, ultra recovery um, powder from NAC which is super good because it is not too sweet it's something which is something that we all very much appreciate in a nutrition product mm. so that's really nice I actually really like that vanilla flavour and I'm looking forward to adding stuff like banana and oats and cherries and stuff like that to it to make it even more exciting okay thank you for watching everybody um good luck if you're racing this weekend um good luck if you're training good luck if you're resting have a great one and I will see you on the trails
Bye guys! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.